Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Motivation Burrito. It's been quite some time since I recorded a podcast episode and I don't want to say I'm back. I don't want to make promises. It's been a very stressful couple of months so for me to say that I'm back wouldn't be like totally honest. I will say um, that I'm here for today anyway, and that I felt like I needed to record this particular episode. Um, I don't know how many of you watched Blue's Clues. It's I know it's a very, very weird way to start this conversation and to start this podcast episode today, but I promise you that there's a point in this and there's a reason for this but when I used to babysit I like I used to babysit the neighbor's kids and I would help my mom babysit um you know she would she was kind of like the go-to babysitter of the neighborhood before she started working full-time at a daycare center so when I would help and or whenever there were kids in my house and you know even when my brothers were younger you know Blue's Clues was the show right Um, it was the show that was on TV was super popular. Everybody loved blue. And of course the host was Steve. Now, a couple of days ago, Steve finally addressed the world and came back and posted a very awesome nostalgic video about, you know, how, He had left the show and he left it kind of abruptly and, you know, he commented on how like in the show he left so that he could go to college and do all the things that he wanted to do, which if you remember is a line from the song, you know, one of the Blue's Clues songs that we can do anything that we want to do. And so, you know, in the video, he stated that he went to college so that he could do all the things that he wanted to do. But it was at the end of the video that he said something that kind of just really hit home for what I've been feeling lately. And he said that he never forgot us ever. And I started to think about all the things that have been going on for me and how in just one word I can pretty much summarize or just one phrase I should say I can pretty much summarize everything that has been going on and the phrase is I forgot and the word or the other phrase is the forgotten which is essentially the title of this podcast episode I forgot I forgot why I started this podcast. I forgot who my intended audience was. I forgot my mission. I forgot about my growth. I forgot about my progress. I forgot about my therapy. I forgot about 
all the things that got me to where I am today. And I've been struggling a lot in my relationship. And it was because I forgot how to let love in. I forgot how to forgive. I forgot how to appreciate and reciprocate effort. Um, I forgot the most important thing, really. And it's how to trust. And I'm not saying... I should probably clarify this statement. I forgot how to trust in the universe or in God. I forgot how to trust in the flow. I forgot how to take the leap of faith. Which is weird because that leap of faith and that idea of trust was what got me here in the first place. That idea of trust and taking the leap of faith is what brought Jared into my life in the first place. And I started to remember when I did my mentorship with my friend Maru that when we did the Green Pastures Jar, one of the words that I had put in the green pastor's jar of what I wanted to explore, what I wanted to lean into, what I wanted to, um, what I needed for my growth was trust. That the only way that I could take everything that I've learned to the next level was to trust that everything That, that my blessings were right there, basically. You know, that everything that is meant for me, not that it will come, because, like, that's the old way of saying things, right? You know, like, in the spiritual world, everybody says that, oh, everything that is meant for you will come. Um, you know, like, you just have to be patient. No. It's actually that everything that is meant for you is already here. But the reason why you don't see it is because you don't trust it. And so for me, that's why I wanted to lean into the idea of trust. I needed to lean into the idea of trust. Trusting God, trusting the universe, trusting that it is all there. That you have everything in front of you. You have the tools, you have the resources, you have the intuition, you have the know-how, you have the awareness you have the foresight, you have the vision. It's all right there in front of you. You just have to trust what you see. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust God. You have to trust that what's there is there. What's there is yours. That you deserve this. That you were meant for this. And I forgot that. But then once it's delivered to you, right, it doesn't stop there. 
you have to continue to deepen that trust to be willing to be even more open and more vulnerable. And when I first met Jarrett, I found myself really doing that. And I think that's why my relationship with him progressed so quickly in the beginning was because we were literally in this state of just full vulnerability. We were in this place of just trusting like the flow of everything and trusting ourselves to really make the decisions because we knew what we wanted. Um, we were in this, in this state of just like allowing things to unfold the way they were meant to unfold. We didn't question it. We didn't do a double take. We didn't try and analyze everything that was in front of us. We went moment by moment. We trusted that everything was going to happen as it should. But then time goes on. Things start happening. Life starts happening. You start to get stressed out. And when you are two people who have anxiety but deal with anxiety in different ways, it's hard to communicate your thoughts to one another. And I will tell you, I've said it before, our forte is our communication. It was literally the thing that made us super strong as a couple. In fact, our communication was mastered in such a way that there were couples who had been together longer than we have who didn't even have that level of communication. We were truly lucky and blessed to have figured it out so early in our relationship. But life happens, right? And when you're someone like me who overthinks everything, when you're someone like me whose opportunity or weakness is fear and doubt, man, that shit could come in so quickly. It could creep in so quickly. And it did. And same thing with him. He is not so much a fear and a doubt person. Yeah, he had some fears. But he's a comfort zone person. And it's funny because I'm a comfort zone person too. Like I will admit that there are a lot of times where I stay in a comfort zone. Um, but my bigger issue that keeps me in the comfort zone is fear and doubt. Um, for him, his comfort zone issues are, I don't know what his comfort zone thing is, honestly, but I just know that one of the things that I stumbled across with him or one of the things that he noticed with him is that there are times where he likes where he is. 
And when he gets to the point where he likes where he is, and he gets to a point where that place is a good place, he sometimes doesn't take a risk and go to the next level or go deeper. So then you have a me who wants to go deeper, who wants more intimacy, who wants more love and affection. And then you have a him who finds a nice cushy spot and says, let's stay here. So we ended up in this dynamic where I couldn't communicate what was going on in my head. And we ended up in a position where I convinced myself that he was having doubts about us. Um, and I also created a story in my head that he didn't really love me. You know, that's weird. Um, this is what anxiety does to you. Um, there were times where, again, he handles things very differently than I do. So his way of handling things is he has to do it on his own. And I'm a little older. So for me, I have a couple more years experience with that. And I know that that doesn't work. And I was getting frustrated because I wanted him to let me in. I wanted to help him. I wanted to support him. I wanted to be there for him. And his pattern and his environment and his experiences and his past have all led him to a place where for him, things just work out better if he does it on his own, right? He, I guess in a way, he has a control thing like I do, but his control thing looks a little different, right? Like for him, it's things work out better when I do it myself or I'm totally fine with doing things on my own. In fact, I prefer it that way. Whereas my control issue is more so the speed of things, right? I try and control time in a sense that if it doesn't have been fast enough for me, then I need to make it happen faster. I need to make it happen now. I look for instant and immediate validation, whereas he just looks for getting it done and getting it done his way or the way he wants it to be done. So similar, but not. So for me, I'm sitting here saying, let me in, let me in, let me help you, let me support you. Um, you don't have to do things alone. In fact, part of being in a relationship like ours is knowing that you don't have to do anything alone anymore. This is a real partnership. This is different. This isn't the same as what he's gone through in the past. Like this is true teamwork. But because he wasn't understanding that at the rate 
that I wanted him to understand it. I convinced myself that he was holding back, that he was resisting, that he didn't want this, that he didn't want to be with me, that he was never going to let me in. It's weird shit, I'll tell you. Like, the stuff that goes on in my head, I'm, like, sometimes I'm just, like, I'm, like, yo, this is seriously why I needed therapy, because I get a million thoughts a minute, and sometimes I just don't know how to stop them, how to separate them, how to pick out what's real and what's not. Um, in fact, sometimes there are so many thoughts in my head that I weave this massive story. I think that's probably why I also became a writer. Um, I think that's also why I have natural abilities at writing is because all the thoughts in my head seem to fall in line to fabricate this grand fairy tale or it's not really a fairy tale, but this grand dramatic story, that's more like it, of just like worst case scenario. So it's literally all the elements that you probably shouldn't have in a story, right? Like in in a good story anyway, you have like the elements of positivity, of lessons, of like trials and tribulations. You have the hero's journey. In my story world, you literally have everything else that you're not supposed to have, right? You have the hard experiences, you have the negativity, you have the crying, the tears, the blood, the sweat, you have the constant battles, the doubts, the fears, the turmoils, the trials and the tribulations, and you have the worst case scenario and things just collapsing and falling to pieces. And that's what it's like inside my head. I weave dramatic stories I weave just tragedies you know like you have your comedies and you have your tragedies and I weave tragedies um and the tragedies are almost always in my head really it's what it comes down to so the forgotten, right? I literally forgot my biggest lesson. I forgot the thing that I wanted the most, the thing that I wanted to lean into the most, and that was trust. And so I closed myself off to him, and he tried so hard to really, he put in so much effort in holding the space and holding the light to me or for me while I navigated this space. He truly has shown an exceptional amount of strength. He never ran. He didn't walk away from me, even though there were probably times where he wanted to. Um, and he stood by my side. And there are no amount of words that can express the gratitude that I have for him having the strength to do that. Um, because he didn't have to. 
especially when he has so much on his own plate already. And that's one of the things that I love about him. Because anybody else in my experience would have made an excuse and said, hey, I have a lot going on. I can't give you the time and effort that you need. You know, you're too much for me. But this man literally stayed through it all and held on to the light for both of us. And a part of me just feels disappointed in myself that I forgot my biggest lesson. A part of me feels disappointed in myself that I forgot just how amazing he is and how amazing he's been. I forgot some of the reasons why I fell for him in the first place, you know. I forgot how to be there for him. I forgot how to be that light for him. I forgot how to hold space. Which, again were the same things that I brought to this podcast. Like, honestly, this podcast was the thing that catapulted my growth to be able to hold the space to invite him in. This podcast was the start of all of that. I remember when I started this podcast, and again, this was all during the Double Down mentorship. I remember when I started this podcast that the reason why I did it was to provide real, true, honest experiences with my audience. To hold space for people who couldn't hold space for themselves. It was to hold the space for honest conversation, unique conversation, things that weren't talked about ever, things that were taboo, like topics that you couldn't share with the world, topics that people were scared to share with the world, I said to myself, I'm going to be brave enough to share it. I'm going to be brave enough to hold that space, to invite the conversation, to invite the open dialogue, to invite that uniqueness and flavor. That's what the Motivation Burrito was about. It was about creating an environment and a space of trust, of communication, of breeding love, right? Trust, communication, love. Those were the things that I wanted this space to be. Those were the things that I wanted my space to be, the podcast space to be. Because in that energy and in that space is where the most growth happens. That deep trust leads to deeper faith. That deeper communication leads to deeper relationships. That deeper love leads to just miracles and happiness and and self-acceptance and you know increased self-worth like love can heal that deep healing so the communication the trust the love those were the three elements that needed to be in my space those were the three elements that needed to be in my podcast Those were the three elements that needed to be in my relationship. And I called those in. And so I've struggled for the last month and a half, almost two months, because 
I forgot about those things. I forgot the mission. I forgot the elements. I forgot the importance of it all. I, I left the space. If you think about it, I forgot about my audience. I forgot to be present in the experience and to trust God and the universe. So I couldn't see what was happening. I couldn't see the stress that I was creating in myself. I couldn't see the stress that I was creating in my relationship. And to be honest, I stopped looking at my podcast. I stopped looking at the numbers to see if anybody was still listening. I stopped looking at my Instagram to see if anybody was still following. I stopped looking at everything. I stopped being present. I stopped holding space. And not only did I stop holding space for others, and not only did I stop holding space for Jarrett, which sucks the most because honestly, again, when we were in that space together, oh, we were in it and it was so great. And it was like, everything just flowed and we trusted each other and we trusted God and we trusted our process and we trusted our flow. We knew that Whatever pace this went in was because we both made the choice to explore that. We both made the choice to take that leap. We both made that choice to trust each other to catch one another. And I stepped away from all of it. And I forgot about all of it. So it's crazy how one little video can serve as a reminder to say to you, hey girl, you forgot. Steve never forgot about us. Steve never forgot about you. Even though he went to do the things that he wanted to do, he still never forgot about us. And he said, we're doing great, right? Which kind of gives us hope. Because he's telling us that even though it's been years, we've come a long way. We've endured. We've somehow managed to be able to see that video. We've somehow managed to make it to the point where we can sit there and watch him encourage us to keep going. And it also served as a reminder that if you haven't done the things that you want to do, you still can do the things that you want to do. You still can do anything you want to do. And it's not too late. 
Like there was so many powerful messages in that one short video. I think the video was like a total of two minutes. It couldn't have even been that long. But there was so much that I got from that short, short video. And it was a reminder that really anything is possible. And don't you fucking forget it. And like shit. I needed that. And when I looked at my Facebook timeline, it was pretty damn clear that a lot of people needed that. A lot of people needed to know that they weren't forgotten. A lot of people needed that reassurance that you really can do anything that you want to do. It's not too late. It's never too late. A lot of people needed to know that you could come back, you know? But not only that, though, I think what also impressed me was the acceptance or the reception of that message, right? So many people shared it. So many people accepted Steve back into... Almost, almost like a family, right? Like, this is, this is someone that we grew up with on the television. And the fact that so many people shared his message, it was almost like he was still part of the family. And everybody was just saying in a roundabout way, welcome back, Steve. Or better yet, welcome home. Welcome home. That's what it felt like to me. Because he was back, essentially, in Blue's home. So it's literally like the world responded to Steve by saying, Welcome home, man. And again, this could just be me. This could be the poetic side of me. This could be... You know, that that dreamer, the writer in me. But that's what I got. I looked at it as, you know, like a welcome home reception. An acceptance of his message. I saw gratitude. I saw nostalgia. I saw people for a second taking a moment to be present in the message. And even though it may have been short-lived, it was still a profound moment that nobody can take away from that man, that nobody could take away from us. It was a moment that can't be taken away from those who watched it, who shared it, who got something from it, who needed it. And there was a lot of us. So I basically came on this podcast today to remember, essentially, and to also make a promise 
to lean back into trust, to lean back into what it felt like to take a leap of faith, to lean back into love, and to recreate the space that I forgot about, but this time do it better. This time do it stronger. Do it even more open. Do it even more vulnerable. Right? To really, really lean in. And you could thank Jarrett for this, really. Like, I'm telling you, if, if, if I ever have him on this show... He deserves a big-ass thank you for showing me all of these things and for showing me what it all looks like in person, right? For being present in that space that I created. It's amazing, for sure. But anyway, that's all I got right now because um, I'm like running out of thoughts and that's what I wanted to leave with. Um, super grateful that I got to come back and record a quick episode. And if you haven't seen the video, definitely go see it. I, if, even if you didn't watch Blue's Clues ever, the video is worth watching. You may get something out of the message for sure. So that's a wrap for the night. And I'm hoping to be back bigger, better, and deeper in this space. So love, trust, and communication to you all. And um, thanks for listening. And if you've continued to listen or if you've stuck by me through all of this, I appreciate you all more than you'll ever know.